0: Don't work that well right now. What's wrong with your knees? Uh,
1: I ran. I played frisbee today. Yeah. And I went really, really hard. Yeah. And then it was kind of cold, which caused the problem and mm-hmm. the reason for the problem, and that is I didn't really stretch well. You I always gotta gonna, stretch. What are you doing? You to right. warm the body. But I was cold. Luca was there. He was crying a little bit. Like he was, he was done. Yeah. And so it was like, well, let's get out of here. And the combination of like, <clears> well, I don't want to stretch because it's kind of cold, and let's rush out. Combined with. My muscles in the cold weather seemed to tense. like, yeah, they
0: tense, yeah, they tighten.
1: Uh, so for that reason, but you looked ripped and now. Oh, so yeah. ripped, it was yeah, those legs were high, yeah, cars they were, were there was a traffic jam next to the park, <laughs> that's what
0: I heard, dude. People,
1: yeah, it was legendary. They closed Oregon Joyas spread. for the night.
0: They call, co- oh my goodness, yeah, because uh, like
1: all the customers, they would just stop. We were at Barra Park right across the street from,
0: the yeah. Place. Well, when you you start off talking about your knees, all I could think is Keith knees. Nice. Yes. <laughs> nice listener. Got Keith him.
1: Knees. Um, we're going to get into the story here. So I went with the, the second third installment. So, yes. So yeah, we, we sort of divided the book into thirds this How many this chapters time. did you read?
0: I don't know. You don't didn't know. count. Let me, let me find out real quick. I remember when I read the first few You went through 7. I went through 7. Um, and I enjoyed those 7. They were fantastic. So, yeah, you read through
1: Snackly. Oh, dude. Oh, no, you read through I read, Bound yeah. and Gagged. Yeah. Chapter 7. So my first chapter is Chapter 8, and I took us through um, – I'm seeing a bunch of things I don't want to see here.
0: Ooh, spoilers.
1: I took us through The Secret Passage, oh. which is Chapter 16. Nice. So I went 8 through 16.
0: I did – Yeah, it did me. Eight chapters.
1: Yeah. yeah they, they were sort of short. And, and what I was looking for, after listening to the last episode, um, and again, listeners, we're not egotistical for listening to our own podcast. We're learning. It's quality control. Yeah. We're trying to make it better for you. We want it to be something we would listen to.
0: Yeah. And us laughing at it doesn't mean we're actually enjoying it. We're just having a good day. Yeah. Yeah. Unrelated.
1: If you see me just alone in my car yeah. laughing hysterically at my own podcast, it's part of the process. Yes, it's just you Thank dealing you. with
0: it. You're just exactly. a giggly man. Exactly,
1: I'm a gigglesman. Yeah. Um but after listening to that episode, I feel like we we got into some dialogue quite a bit, but the story itself was pretty similar. Like I feel like we were we were showing the parts that were the same a lot of the times. Yes. And for that reason, and the reason that my son was crying and my dog was hurt, oh, time seemed to stretch that. forever.
0: Yeah. yeah, it was rough. The last thirty minutes was real hard. Yeah. Once that FedEx man or UPS man showed up, it was all over. Things, all yeah, all, all things were ruined.
1: So now, uh, I, I wanted bears. to focus on just what's different. So I was. So the reason I cover the next chapter, I was sort of plowing through, and there's some mm. chapters that was like. Yeah, this is basically the same thing. Yeah. And then there were other chapters where it's like, whoa. Ah, oh, come on, son. Now, I'm just going to say this. There's good news and bad news about who is in this book. Okay. And I'm, I'm gonna, interested. I'm going to leave it at that. Well, I'm thinking I feel good like news and bad news? I feel <laughs> like you're going to be disappointed, <laughs> and then you're going to be very excited. Okay. About some of
0: the the characters that are or
1: aren't in this book
0: okay immediately i'm thinking Prezel Pete's not in this book, but I guess we'll get to that when we get to that let's let's just move
1: let's let us let us move, move. On. let's do this um, where are we starting so we're, when when you last left them uh in in the original book, not the rewrite uh they had just busted in on on the Kane farmhouse to find that Jones is gone, and uh mr and Mrs. Mr. And Mrs. and Mrs. Kane are bound and gagged. yeah. Notably different this time around is that in the originals, no Fenton. All three of them oh. went before, and Fenton was driving his car. That's right. So Fenton just said, "Like, hey, y'all, y'all do you? Yeah, uh, be careful." Um. But yeah. This is uh, the boys flying solo. They took their motorcycles out yeah, there. Yeah, because they're checking on them. They don't the want sedan. to bring
0: Fenton. They don't want him to feel weird because they just rescued him. Well, so. I feel
1: like there's a separation between the children and their father, insofar as like because we found out last time like the kids didn't go to New York.
0: Yeah, in, in the original book. Yeah,
1: yeah, like that. That was all fabricated in in the rewrite. They're trying to add, the 50s were all about family time. Exactly. Yeah. Throw and as so, much in as possible. It's not so, a children's
0: book at that point. It's a Fenton Hardy hubris book.
1: Yeah. And, and they're trying, I think, uh, to make these kids seem like cool, independent detectives. And they seem to pull back on that a bit in the rewrites. Yes. Um, so there, there's a couple things in here that are much more present, I feel like, with the boys being capable. I like uh, In spite of being two years younger.
0: Yeah, I know. They're than they smarter are in the rewrites. they're two years younger. Yeah.
1: Um, so I've, I've got a handful of excerpts here and oh, me, I don't baby. know what they are now. Yeah, so I know that was the trouble
0: it. with me too. It was easier when I typed it out cause I had a little context that I could write in.
1: Oh, so this first one is just something that was the same that we had made fun of hard in the rewrite of like after they untied the farmers of the You're days, like, they were like, what happened? I'm like, they're just sort of <laughs> panting and can't put words together. And then after a few moments, they're like, they went that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's lifted exactly.
0: Oh, no. The what, difference, Did though, the new one say 10 minutes? Or is that just our riffing?
1: I think that was that our was riffing. That was our riffing, yeah. Um, this just says uh, they were unable to give a coherent account of their experience for a moment. They were unable to give a coherent account of their experience, owing to the strain they had undergone. Mm-hmm. But at last, the farmer stumbled over to the window and pointed down the shore road. They went that way, he roared. That way, follow them.
0: In the rewrite, that's how a chapter ended, I believe. Yeah, instead of started. Yeah. Good, Leslie, nice. Now,
1: this chapter is called The Stolen Witness. And this refers to... Jones. Jones. Yeah. Who has uh, been... Smuggled out. Um, So similar things uh, where they're asking what happened. And before they rush out the door to go look for these people, um, they're getting these brief details of like, you know, he was kidnapped. Yeah, they kidnapped him. Like four men, four men, four of the ugliest looking scoundrels you ever laid eyes on.
0: Ooh, I like this. Come on, Kane. dive into a
1: man. So they get on their motorcycles and they bust out along the shore road and they lose the tire tracks. Yeah. Just like before, only where they lose them is where the shore road intersects with the road leading up to the Morton Farm. What? So, I guess out in this sort of country, all along this road, we have the the Cane Farmhouse, the road to the Morton Farmhouse. Yeah. Then Palooka Place. Yeah, that's weird to say, isn't it? It is weird to say... Um there's also – there was like – remember that other house that they went to that was like busted and broken down where they like threw a rock at the door and no one answered oh, and then yeah. they walked in and looked and around the, and nothing yeah, yeah. was there? That's – I forgot what that was called, like the Henderson Estate or something. like uh, Yeah, something strange like that. Doesn't that exist. Is, yeah. Doesn't co- doesn't come weird up in this book. Weird thing to add in. Very weird <laughs> yeah. thing to add in. You know what they should do? What?
0: Should throw some rocks.
1: We should so have like an, a, do? an abandoned house that they can throw rocks at. <laughs> yeah. Well, does anyone answer?
0: No, no.
1: Um, they also talk a lot more candidly about death in this book. <laughs> like they don't shy away from it. Um,
0: Why are they talking about death? Well, for example, or is it more of like fear of they're going to be killed. So, Give me the for example. All right, so
1: I have several of these. <laughs> yeah, um, there's a lot of underlining. But as they're uh, going along the road and stuff, um, then they start talking and they say like i wonder what hap i wonder what will happen to poor jones now frank said gravely they tried to kill him in the first place this time do you think they'll murder him it looks like that <laughs> um so yeah that sounds like
0: something a 5 year old would say
1: do you think they'll murder him <sighs>
0: It looks like that.
1: It looks for me <laughs> Yeah.
0: For me it ain't looking
1: good. For me it looks like uh-huh. that. I'll tell for you sure. that I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> I don't like a look of them blood stains. Oh Joe. Oh Joe. Um so they so they they go down the road, give up, have this conversation, then they're like, Well let's go back and have a longer conversation with the canes, fill in some of the details. Mm-hmm. And, um and then when they got back to the farmhouse, they found that the farmer and his wife had somewhat recovered from their harrowing experience, although they were still unnerved
0: go ahead with the highlighted part. Miss Kane, ever the true housewife, oh, come on, was already beginning to tidy up the kitchen and living room. (laughs) Yeah. You were just kidnapped and probably beaten. But ever
1: the true housewife. Yeah. She was bound and gagged in her own home. (laughs) Uh, But they took out the line ever the true housewife and just Miss Kane was cleaning up the kitchen uh, when they got back. Um, But then again, there's a... Four ugly villains. What did they look like? I didn't get much of a chance to see it all happen too quick.
0: But they were ugly and they probably couldn't read good. Yeah. What I was looking for, which we'll get,
1: mm-hmm. sort of, uh, was swarthy. I, I kept looking because we, we landed <sighs> oh, yeah, so yeah. hard on that. Yeah. I was way, I, like, I'm ready to fist pump on, like, <laughs> swarthy, yeah, baby. <laughs> some me um, some So. This is also a, a little bit grittier and and evident of the times. But so yeah. Mr. Kane tells what happened, same as the rewrite of like, I answered the door, guy said he was his brother, it sounded suspicious, mm-hmm. and I had stepped outside and then they jumped me. The next thing I know, you know, they carried it away. Um but uh here we get um it's serious. It's getting serious, Frank says. It's getting serious when they break into a private home like this. You bet it's getting serious, exclaimed the farmer. It'll be mighty serious for them if they try it again. Ooh. He motioned to the table where a shotgun <laughs> was lying.
0: <laughs> I imagine that his wife is also cleaning the shotgun of course. as every good housewife does. As ever the good housewife. Yeah, oil, babe. But it doesn't stop there.
1: Oh, no. I've got that gun loaded and waiting for the next gang that tries anything like that. I only wish I had it ready this morning. So, yeah. Locked yeah. and loaded. Yeah. And we're going to we're going to get a little bit more intimate with guns a few other times yet. Good. In As book. we
0: should. That's what's been missing in these children's books is yes. more guns, <laughs> more
1: guns. Um, <laughs> my my cousin Kelsey who is at the live show. Yeah. Uh, she and her boyfriend were driving uh to Indiana. And listening to the podcast, and, the, and uh, oh. she was texting me as they were driving. Um, but later, her boyfriend texted me, who was also at the live show, yeah, um, that uh, automatic revolvers are a thing. We had talked about this. This we did that fight scene, yes. Which, and and I didn't get there. Now, uh, in this section, we're not to that fight yet. Yeah, when I stopped, but I wanted to bring that up now because Joe sent me a Wikipedia article. Uh, do you remember the year revolvers. in which
0: it uh, which it happened? No. no okay. I don't. Well, that's. I'll that's I'll, I'll
1: bring it up when we get there. Yeah.
0: I which, just wanted to say it now. You say in Indiana, Larry, uh, Larissa White, and Brock. Larissa's from Indiana. Her and Brock have been binging the episodes. Oh so wow! Shout out to them. Shout out to Indiana because she said Larry said that she just did a drive to the KC and listened to seven episodes there and back.
1: Wow. Yeah. Pressure's We're on. We're getting fans. I told you, um, someone reached out named Peter Yes, through the website, who's a listener from Philadelphia. Philly! Who, Philly Pete. Who has the, uh, original, the original fourth, fourth book, yeah. and he wants to send it to us. <sighs> and I was asking him, I assumed it was one of your friends, and I'm like, how'd you find out? And he's like, I just stumbled you know, <laughs> upon it in the beginning. <laughs> and Finally. I had no idea. We had people who didn't listen <laughs> out of sympathy. This is a whole this open We have sympathy
0: up. listeners for sure we Most do. Most
1: of them are, but yeah. there's a few that aren't, and that's kinda cool. So hello. Welcome. To Peter. our non sympathy listeners. Hello, Peter. Yeah, shout out. PDR. Um so I pinged on this the first time in in the rewrites, that like when they first came to the door, Fenton Hardy and his sons introduced themselves and then later Kane was like, Hey, any relation to Fenton Hardy, the detective? We were oh like, yeah, yeah. Didn't you introduce yourself when you got here? Um, but because Fenton wasn't there mm-hmm. in the original, it makes sense that later Kane would be uh, like, "Hey, you boys said yesterday that your name was Hardy. Uh, ain't any relation to Fenton Hardy, are you?" And they go through there. Yeah. But so like they kept that piece in the rewrite, but they added <laughs> they Fenton added Hardy to the whole that. time. So. Um, <laughs> So they go back home, and they update Fenton. That's all the same. Uh, I'm sorry, it's, that's new because
0: yeah, because Fenton was with them, so yeah. he had the live update. But the thing is, the guy didn't know it was Fenton because he was dressed as a pirate. We know this. Yeah, Come on, you think Fenton's going out looking like Fenton? No. no not no when you're no. world famous like that, he's like an actor. He's wearing a ball cap. Yeah, he knows always what he's in doing. the eye patch. The ball cap that gets covered in blood. Yeah, yeah, that's why he was wearing that. That's, sunglasses that's too. Look like Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> um
1: trying to find here uh so that they're 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 speculating in the same way of like was jones one of the gang and he turned on him and like they're trying to you know whatever yeah um and then here we get so fenton is saying uh while you were away this morning i called up one of the government authorities in the city mm-hmm. and he told me that they believe smugglers are operating in barmit bay on a big scale Ooh, this um, is big. So, there's several law enforcement agencies in the first book. Yeah. This becomes one of them, I believe. Just this government authority. Okay. Um, because it's different. But
0: there's already a tip-off, though. It seems like everyone already knows about the smugglers in this book versus the new one, where it's just like, we should call the Coast Guardsmen. Yeah. So, that's cool. That's cool that there's already a setup. Yeah, that people know about this. Well, Fenton was the only one who knew in the original, right? He had the hunch the he whole time hunch, yeah. about, about yeah. Snatman. Uh, you should but, see so- a chiropractor with that hunch. Nice. Sick. Dude,
1: <laughs> tell me you thought of that a few weeks ago, and you've been I waiting. I did. I've been waiting to Good. say it. It's written on my hand. <laughs> so he's talking, uh, you know, they say the smugglers are operating in Bay, and they, his kids say, well, did you tell the government authorities about Snackley? Mr. Hardy smiled. Not yet. I'm sorry. We've been doing rewrite Fenton Hardy voice, for and original yet. Fenton Hardy's a little grittier. Yeah, he's little got a more gritty radar. voice. Not yet. Yeah. That information I thought I would keep to myself for the time being. Ooh, you dog. But I wonder if Snackley can be here. So this is when he's starting to realize, hey, there is smuggling going on, and yeah. this dude said uh, the the Jones character said, like, it's got to be Snackley. Yeah. And only now is Fenton starting to be like, hey, this might be Snackley.
0: Well, Snackley was already put into his mind from this other man. It wasn't just a random, I'm going to throw that out there. Exactly. Yeah, this makes sense. That's how you logically get to something. When someone
1: else mentions it like that, and then someone else talks about smuggling, do you know what those two things are? Evidence. (laughs) And from that... Evidence, (laughs) Fenton Hardy is is making decisions instead of of reasoning, instead of the rewrite Fenton's hunch. Yeah,
0: yeah. (laughs) Um, I just got a great idea for uh, an image, but I'm not going to tell you because you have to pick it yourself. But I think you should draw a really hunchbacked Fenton. Okay, really like Quasimodo style. I'll consider it's it's an option. It's it's in there. Yeah.
1: Um. Gee. I wish we could land him. They use that term a lot, of like to mean I think just capturing him,
0: or like like as they go on, like man, I hope we can land the smugglers. I thought you always said that towards a gal, like oh, I hope I land her. Wasn't that the expression? More towards a. I mean, I, I like, think it's it's anything like you could land a date
1: with her, yeah, or you could you know land a new camera. I don't know. It just means winning something, I guess. But so they keep saying we hope we can land Snackley. Um, and then Fenton Hardy says, of course, said Fenton Hardy. Of course, no one has asked us to work on this case. And I don't believe in working for nothing.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: Yes. Depression. Fenton Hardy. Now we're talking. You mean you won't help? Asked Joe in disappointment. Fenton Hardy's eyes twinkled as he <laughs> went on.
0: <laughs> Back hands his son.
1: I don't believe in working for nothing. He repeated, but if we ever caught this man, Snackley, it could be worth our while. Why? The reward. Yes. He he loves his rewards.
0: Is there a reward
1: offered for him? There has been a standing reward of $5,000 offered for Snackley's capture for some time. This Mm. is going to be over a million dollars.
0: Wait. How much was the Tower Treasure?
1: Two thousand dollars, which was four hundred thousand dollars. Oh my god! (laughs) This is big stuff.
0: Oh my god! This is big stuff. So they got four hundred thousand dollars, and all they did was build the the, uh, science lab. Maybe that's how much was stolen,
1: and they were given like a paltry, maybe like three hundred thousand dollars was stolen, and it was like a million.
0: Okay, I don't know. Yeah,
1: but this is big stuff. When we take a break, this is big stuff. We'll we'll find an
0: answer. Yeah. So, okay, I like this. I like the addition of the reward. I like Fenton not being interested in the case without the money because that's what professionals do. Yeah. 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 That's a
1: you don't donate your time to get motorcycles for your kids. (laughs) Uh, And maybe if he hadn't donated so much of his time, they would have had a telescope. (laughs) But they don't. (laughs) Which brings us to chapter nine the telescope, the strange message
0: okay so we have another strange message
1: familiar chapter yes there's (laughs) oh god there's some great things in this chapter um so by the way there's a lot of typos i stopped highlighting them and i started highlighting there's just typos in this book like things spelled wrong and like there's a Part later where they're talking about bushes and they say bushes <laughs> a whole bunch of times. It's when they're like walking along the shore, okay um, and one of them is like B U S H S E, like bush. They've got the E and the S backwards at the end instead of bushes. Oh. It's bush. And so here, but Bushies. the boy were taken aback, and not boys
0: were taken aback. Um, come on, get a better editor.
1: Uh, give me that first uh, little little orange. Oh, I like square that there. you did that big square. I was running out of highlighter. <laughs> On the way, oh, nice. So, so this
0: is Fenton Hardy leaves for the day. Yeah, and they go to school, and they go to school in disappointment. On the way there, they met Kali Shaw and Iola Morton, two girls who were particular friends of the boys. Kali Shaw, a brown-eyed, brown-haired girl, was an object of special enthusiasm with Frank, who was apt to cast an, an appreciative eye upon the other sex. Oh, my God. While Iola, a plump, dark girl, a sister of Chet Morton's, was all right as a girl, (laughs) in Joe's reluctant opinion. So that's the same from the first rewrite. Yeah. Except Iola's plump now. She's plump and she's... Was she dark? I don't know. I don't remember it being uh, dark. An object of special enthusiasm with Frank. Yeah who was apt to cast an appreciative eye upon the other sex. That makes me feel like they're trying to say that Joe's not trying to cash an appreciative eye, I feel eye, like right? that's
1: exactly what they're saying, but this is when they're 15 and 16, not 17 and 18. And so I think they're starting to say, like, Frank's starting to come around. Okay. He's into girls. Yeah.
0: Joe... Joe's still into
1: D&D. Yeah. And his mom's cooking. Yeah. And flashlights, <laughs> yeah. things like that. <laughs> And so for him, he should say, yeah, she's all right for a girl, I guess. Yeah. That's his reluctant thoughts <laughs> yeah. on, on plump Iola Morton.
0: Well, he should look for a new girl then.
1: Yeah. Um, so they, this is when they're uh, realizing that their tools weren't stolen by classmates. They're like, you know, people oh, are, okay. are going to tell us this.
0: Yeah. So no one's laughing at them at school today.
1: Right. Um, I'm beginning to think it wasn't a joke at all admitted Joe on his way home. Believe me, if it had been a trick played on us, the fellow who did it wouldn't have lost any time coming around to have the horse
0: laugh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like a Scooby-Doo laugh. but like,
1: <laughs> I haven't heard... Th- like, to have the last laugh is one thing, yeah. but to have the horse laugh. Dude,
0: there's a lot of talk of horses in this, too. Guess there's the it- one where Chet was talking about being dragged away by horses. But- oh,
1: there's another weird horse <laughs> horse thing in a little bit when they're talking about Palooka. So they just
0: replaced the horses with telescopes.
1: Yeah, essentially. But guess? Uh guess how many uh words horse laugh is? Oh god. One? Like it's the one Guardsman? word. H- yeah. Horse lift. Laugh. <laughs> it's a horse lift.
0: The heck is a horse laugh?
1: <laughs> Um so then they start to think like could, wait a second. Could sec. there be a horse lastman? One can only hope. We do get another. Th- I'm, oh, I'm, I'm just going to keep going. wait. So they start to put together. Wait, if they weren't stolen by our friends. Yeah. And there's this smuggling going on. Is it possible that those two things are connected? So, Ooh, the boys. Um, that's a thought. We had two mighty strange things happen to us on the same day. Perhaps they have something to do with each other. Okay. This is Joe. Okay, Joe. It might be only a coincidence, but when you come to think of it, that house on the cliff would be a mighty handy hangout for smugglers if they could keep strangers away. And what better way than starting a story that the place is haunted? So I highlighted this to show this is where they're starting to piece these things together instead of Fenton being like, why don't you go to the old Pollitt place and look for smugglers? Yeah. This is them starting to be like, wait. The old haunted house might actually be something meant for smuggling. Yeah, something being used.
0: So much better. This is so much
1: better. It's so much better. It's so much better. It's just such good writing. Yeah. Until the next page. Oh no, page seventy-seven. Um, so, uh, so Fenton Hardy's not back. They haven't heard from him at all. No, no, oh, no, anything yet. Yeah. Yeah. Just Fenton Hardy's. It's been now two days. Um, and, uh, and they're getting a little scared. Did I, I have sort of a feeling that everything isn't all right, says Frank. Joe says, I've been feeling that way myself. Of course, dad has often gone away from home like this without telling where he was going. And he's always turned up all right. But this time, and Frank says, well, we'll just have to wait and see. He knows his own business best, and it's ten chances to one. We're worrying over nothing. But I have sort of a hunch that there's a... And at this point, Joe uh, Frank uses the uh, racist and outdated idiom of N-word in the wood pile. Yeah. Uh, there's just a straight up N word in the children's book mm. here, uh, so I am relieved that they took this part out in yes. the rewrite. Uh, that's good, um, but I part of me broke. Like, yeah, I'd, I'd been. getting... That's how I felt
0: with the Dr. Seuss situation as well. I know how you feel. Yeah, with the brokenness.
1: Um, and as we were. Doing the first third of the book, like I was getting amped up. I was like, "Hell yeah, Charles Leslie McFarland! Yeah, like, you got this!" Like, yeah, we're, we're so sorry. I believe that your you. book was ruined. Yeah, by whoever rewrote it in '59, um, and all that came crashing down. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh,
0: uh, you had to just do it, like man. the the roof of the Palooka place. It just came falling apart onto us. His words just destroyed us. As as racism came. <laughs>
1: yeah. Tumbling down on top
0: of which you did look into the origins of this phrase and it is essentially an old term. What did it stand for? It so was like
1: it, it, it means that there's something uh hidden from plain sight or purposely not disclosed yeah. that is bad. Uh and so it was uh, this phrase N word in the wood pile was started uh, like they're guessing there's a few Theories, But around the time of the Underground Railroad, when slaves were being mm-hmm. transported and stuff like that, and they would hide in wood piles and things like that. And so what would seem as uh, innocuous as a wood pile may have a fugitive hiding in it that people who own the wood piles are not keen yeah, to having right. uh, due to their racism. <laughs> um, and so Frank is saying, like, this isn't a, he's not saying anything about... Frank. Like he's not calling anyone this. Yeah, he's using he's expression using the to say expression. That, that this is uh, like something's not how it seems. Like like dad shouldn't be gone. Like this doesn't seem okay. Yeah. Um. He just happens to implicate an entire race in doing so, <laughs> uh, and gets a black eye on <laughs> yeah I hope on so. Charles uh, Leslie McFarland's work here. Um. So unfortunately uh that's uh that happened, but in my uh in in my reading, that is the only racist thing that happened oh nothing with Italians, and I, and I hate that that's like <laughs> yeah. a good thing of I like, well only one n word <laughs> so could have been worse <laughs> um but like i I feel like because of how we've joked about these and like what we found in the first book, which was not harmless about Italians, but... No, it wasn't. We're at a place now in society where Italians are pretty much good. Yeah. And so it's kind of... not It's not funny, but it's interesting that, like, a hundred years ago, that in a children's book, they were making Italians out to be thugs. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is less funny because this stereotype has not died in a lot no, of places No, it still exists yet, today. Yeah. Which is still very tragic. Um However, that is the only use of that that I found in this section of the book, and f- for some sad reason, I am relieved. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's done. It's out. It's gone. Yes. Um, and I don't want to say it can't get any worse from here. Oh no! But in so far in what I covered, it doesn't. Okay, this but is, what this I covered is this is the deepest, terrible. darkest. Place, but yeah, I don't know what you're gonna get into, yeah, as we finish the book. Also,
0: I gotta say, I gotta bring it back up. We haven't heard about Pretzel Pete yet. I'm definitely sure that he is not a part of this book. So, he's the hobo Johnny. This I is called it when we
1: first started. This is about the point when we met Pretzel Pete in the rewrite, where like they go, Oh, because dad's missing, because dad's missing, and uh, Pretzel Pete's like, Hey, you should check out Ollie Singh. And that's when they go and they find the towel that says Marco
0: Polo. I'm going to throw out a wild guess here. So Fenton, earlier, he talked to uh, some official people.
1: All it says is government authority.
0: Government authority. I'm guessing they're not going to be able to find their dad. That government authority calls, and that government authority is going to be some sort of Pretzel Pete type character. So we're still going to get Pretzel Pete without him selling hot, delicious, salty rings. I'm so sorry that's not going to happen. No.
1: But I still have good news for you. Oh. So, spoiler me. alert, there is no Pretzel Pete. Ah. Pretzel Pete was entirely fabricated in the rewrite with his delicious salted rings. I feel like I rewrote The Hardy Boys.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know what we need? We need Check a pretzel this. guy with delicious
1: salted rings. <laughs> I just really want to use the, the line two from my mouth and <laughs> 10 for my <laughs> pockets. And what other context could exist that would make that happen? <laughs>
0: Do we have a shirt that says that yet? No, not yet, but uh, we well, will. Yeah, coming soon. Check 1999, the website. The website. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, so
1: uh, this is now the part where they're getting the note. They, they come home after all this, um, and the, the note reads, I won't be home for several days, don't worry. Yeah, It was signed by the detective, and that was all. And the mother explains, like, it's just a signature, uh, but he normally puts this sign on it. We don't get any information about what that sign is
0: um, different. It's not like they, they took that out. Um, he usually but, draws that S thing that all you kids do in grade school. Draw yeah. the S thing. That's his secret sign, is that weird S thing we used to always draw. I didn't always draw an S
1: thing. What, weird you didn't S draw thing? the S thing? Oh, like sort of an underline Sort of, but like a sideways S, where you would sign your name and then sort of underline your name with this squirrely no, S No,
0: no. You got to look into the S thing. I'll show you the S okay. thing. Okay. At the break, you we're going to look out. up we're gonna look the up conversion the rate thing. and the S thing. Yeah.
1: Um, but th- So this chapter ends with, uh, you know, we're going to start a search for him, even yeah. though this note says don't worry. And then they break this down as far as, Frank says... uh. Well, whether he wrote that note or not, we will start a search for him. He merely said not to worry about him. He didn't order us not to look for him. If he really did write the note, he can't say we were disobeying his instructions. Oh, that was Well, that was a very, like, because Dad could hit us. He, <laughs> he could come home and be very mad that we disobeyed his... Because it says uh, he didn't order us yeah. not to look for him. So. Still, a glimpse into what life may have yeah. been like—family yeah.
0: life, brawl and um, Fenton Hardy did
1: in the first book. Hands they they even walrus. said like Fenton Hardy was friends with his kids, oh, which seemed weird. rare. Like they had to say that, yeah, because it wasn't to be assumed. I suppose <laughs> this is part of that natural assumption. Um, so they say vacation starts next week. Summer vacation, summer and vacation. we'll have plenty of time oh. to hunt for him. Wait until then, at any rate, Missus Hardy advised. Perhaps he will return in the meantime. Huh. Uh So, still not a sense of urgency.
0: Yeah. No. That that's messed up. You're gonna wait for summer vacation to look for your dad? Yeah. I don't know. I'd call off school right now. So, Chapter Ten: The Vain Search. <laughs> uh I feel like this is the episode where they shoot heroin.
1: <laughs> yeah. This is where he's just. Smacking They're searching his arm for with his belt. vein. Where's he? I know it's Slept. somewhere in here. <laughs> uh, they have said that Statman is a dope smuggler. So yeah, we can find which out what dope they though. Are. That's the question. Dopamine. So the Hardys start asking around town and about oh, their dad, not the waterfront. Yeah, they're seeing like, has anyone seen him? Oh god, anywhere? Yeah. Come on, hit me with him. Who do we get now? Don't get excited yet. We're not there.
0: Uh, be smooth.
1: So there's there's no pretzel Pete. I'm waiting. For Sam Bates, the truck oh, driver. Oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm curious about some Bates. But one of... So we, we get this. One of the boys greatly interested in the disappearance of Mr. Hardy was Perry Robinson. Oh. Perry was the son of Henry Robinson, who had once gotten into difficulties over the disappearance of some valuables, as related in The Tower Treasure. Perry! But they call out the own the book. Yeah. like... As related in The Tower Treasure. Good for them. That's how you All sell books. All of the Hardys had done so much for the Robinson family, and the Robinsons were correspondingly grateful. Yeah. Um. So Perry says, like, I saw your dad on the street one day, and he, he waved his hand to me. When was that? It was a day or two ago. Gee, I wish I could help you. But that's all he knows. But like he feels bad. He's like, I wish I could give you more information.
0: Yeah. Here's one thing I'm already nervous about, though. Yeah. Perry saw him on the street. That's telling me the boys were in school. Perry's back in the store. He's still working the oh, shop. He's still got that 50-year God. plan. Yeah.
1: Um, although, I think that could have been on a Sunday. Because they're talking about the eventful Sunday. So maybe, uh, okay. maybe Perry's Let's back in that's school. Let's hope
0: that. Okay. Go on. I was just nervous. He was the smartest kid. He was in top three, at least, of uh, Bayport High. It would just be a yeah. darn shame.
1: Be I was trying shame. to see here if it said something about their classmates. Um, but, no, they're talking about these girls that go to school with him, not not Perry. And the whole time, Joe, was just going, gross. Ew, cooties. <laughs> um, but then they go home, and a stranger knocks on the door. Yes. And it is Sam Bates. Okay. Now, if you recall, in the rewrite, Sam gets a weird half a page where he comes and he's yeah, holding he, his hat and he's like, <laughs> "I saw. I'm a truck driver. I saw your dad." And it, like, takes him a minute yeah, to he, say, "Like, I
0: saw your dad." He does what the uh, what the tied up and uh, what what were their names? The tied up uh, canes. Canes did. but he wasn't tied up and he didn't go through anything traumatic. He just saw a man. Yeah, yeah. Because then he take like a five minute breath. Yeah, he he, he had to settle himself down. Yeah.
1: In this book, we get, oh my God, a lot of pages of their conversation with Sam Bates.
0: So Bates is the vain stranger.
1: No, it's the vain search. They're they're searching for Hardy, and they're not going to find him. But we get some insight, and then just some fantastic dialogue. I can't wait for this. Uh, when Frank and Joe came out, the stranger introduced himself as Sam Bates. I'm a truck driver, he told them. The reason I came around to see you was because I I heard you were looking for your father. Uh, have you seen him, Frank asked eagerly. Sam Bates shuffled his feet and looked dubiously at the floor. Mm-mm. Well, I haven't, I haven't, you might say, he oh. observed. I, I did see your father quite a few days ago. But where he is now, I couldn't tell you, for I don't know. Sam was evidently not a man of gigantic intellect. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Just <sighs> <laughs> thrown under the bus by Leslie McFarland.
0: didn't, I didn't. Yeah, they already make him stupid. Yeah, he, Come s- on. he
1: spoke slowly and painstakingly. Oh, no. And his most obvious statements were delivered with the gravity suitable to pearls of wisdom.
0: Um, that was good writing, actually.
1: So where did you see him? I'm a truck driver, see? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you told us that, said Frank impatiently. But where did you see our father?
0: Wait, is that real? Or did yeah. you make that up? Yeah. <laughs> that's not real. No, that's... He said it again.
1: <laughs> He's said it a second time at this point. Oh, keep count. Yes, yes, you told us that, said Frank impatiently. But where did you see our father? Sam Bates was not to be hurried. He had a story to tell, and he was bound to tell it. I'm a truck driver, see? He repeated.
0: (laughs) show Show me the page. Let me make sure.
1: I'm a truck driver. I'm a truck driver. I'm a truck driver. There's three of them. Mostly, I just drive in and around Bayport, but sometimes they give me a run out to some of them villages, and that's how I come out there that morning. Out where? I'm coming to that. I just forget what day it was, but I think it was about a week from last Monday. I know it was just after Sunday, because when I went home to dinner that day, the wife was washing clothes, and dinner was late, and I had to eat it out on the back steps anyway, for the kitchen was all in a mess. You know how it is on wash day. (laughs) So they sort of, they, there was a piece of that of like, it must have been Monday because she had done the wash. My wife always does the wash on Sunday, so this must have been Monday.
0: But we didn't get all of that exposition. I like of, that. You know how it is on wash days? is like his version of, oh, Mondays, right? Yeah, you, you know how it is on wash day. Uh, Sam Bates regarded them
1: wistfully, as though hoping for some expression of sympathy and understanding. But the Hardy Boys were (laughs) eager for information and impatient with the worthy truck driver's uh, circuitous uh, method of telling a story. But what's Mm -hmm. this got to do with our father, demanded Joe. I'm coming to that. See (laughs) Again? Give me time. (laughs) Give me time, he says twice. As I was saying, I'm pretty sure it was on a Monday. For it, was a, for it was wash day, and the wife never washes except on Monday. I mean, she never washes clothes except Monday. She washes herself. Why? She washes every day, of course. Anyway, it was Monday.
0: Okay, I'm starting to get the feeling that this woman is made up. I do. I have a wife. She does the wash herself, too. It's the it's hula Christopher. dancer on
1: his truck, drive, on his truck dashboard. Do the wash, honey. <laughs> oh man. Oh. Anyway, it was Monday. Well, kidding. that was the day Dad disappeared. Prompted Frank. You don't say. Well, <laughs> I saw him that day. <laughs> Where? I'm coming to that.
0: <laughs> no, Sam. So
1: I'm. A, I'm going to skip uh, a little bit here. But oh, I he's, don't want you ex- to. It's great. All right. Uh. I'm coming to that. As I was saying, it was, I'm reading faster than Sam Bates is talking. <laughs> it was Monday, and when I went down to the garage, the boss, he says to me, says he, Sam, I want you to run a truckload of furniture down that shore road. So I said, well, boss, I guess that's what I'm here for. So he told me that this here load of furniture had to go to one of those farmhouses away near, down near the point. So we loaded the truck, and I filled her up with gas, and away I went. It must have been about 9 o'clock by then, I guess. Nice. And you went down the short road? Sure. And it was a nice morning for driving, too.
0: <laughs> anyway. I even sat on some of the furniture. <laughs> <laughs> I moved one of the couches up into the cab. <laughs> anyway. Couch cab.
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I went out past the Tower Mansion. You know, Heard Applegate's place.
0: <gasps> mm-hmm. Ooh. call back.
1: Them people you and your father got back the Tower Treasure for? Well, even Sam's heard of this. And I was driving along without a care in the world and whistling away, quite happy-like, when I seized that I was coming <laughs> near that haunted house up on the cliff. You know the place where old Palooka was murdered. The Palooka place? Yeah. Well, anyway... I was coming by there, and I, don't dr- I didn't drive slow either, for they say there's ghosts in that place, <laughs> and I ain't taking no chance with nothing like that. So the truck was going along at quite a clip, when what should I see but a man walking along the road? Dad! <laughs> yeah, it was your father. Well, anyway, no, nobody ever said Sam Bates wouldn't give a guy a lift. So I slow down a bit, and I says, Hey, do you want a ride? Just like that, see? Then this guy turned around, so I seen who it was. I didn't know until then. See, so when I seen who it was, I says, "Good day, Mister Hardy. Would you like a lift?" But he thanked me and said he was just taking a little walk. So I drove on past him, and that's the
0: last I seen of him was walking along besides the road. I imagine at this point they think we need to check under the tire. (laughs) There he is, the bottom just smashed (laughs) and mangled. You've got a good deal of Fenton
1: Hardy in your <laughs> chassis. Uh, did he go down the lane to Palooka Place? I don't know whether he did or not. He hadn't quite reached the lane when I had seen him last. Um, so uh, so it ends with, so I says to myself, Sam, oh God, maybe Sam. you can tell him something they don't know. So I just thought I'd come up. Knowing he's stupid, <laughs> and clearly, like, Probably has some issues that society did not recognize, uh, or label, or provide services for at that point, for sure. Um, but it does explain what when they when they strip all that away, yeah. And he's just a normal person. It makes it really Creepy. weird that he would just like show up, give very yeah, little information. Scary. This shows that he's really, really trying, yeah, to like be helpful. And, like, we were reading the rewrite, and,
0: like, does Sam Bates know more? Like, what is... Yeah, Sam Bates is a murderer. Yeah. Sam- Last name Bates, related to Norman. Yeah. Something crazy is going on here. I stopped at my hotel, see? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where my dead mother sits in the bathtub. Well, that didn't happen. The boys thanked him warmly, and Bates shambled
1: away, his hands in his pockets. Oh. Um, so mrs hardy they they fill her in, and she's like, uh i can't imagine why he would go back why he would go to the house on the cliff. Oh, I know now, Mrs. Hardy exclaimed, so here mrs. Hardy 's going to give us a little something yeah, she's a little detective herself. Well, well, she shared something that Fenton had shared with her, but I like that she 's a part of the story, yeah, and they took this away from her because it was stupid." <laughs> Uh, this is this is good storytelling, what's about to happen, and yeah. another clue that gets added in, that they can act on, um, instead of being spoon-fed in the first two pages. Oh, I know now. I've forgotten all about it. I intended to tell you, boys, but somehow it slipped my mind. Now that you mentioned the Palooka place, I remember. Well, what was it? Your father discovered something about Snackley, the smuggler. It seems that Snackley was related to Felix Palooka, the miser. Related to him? Ooh. He was a cousin or nephew or, or something of the sort. One of the government men told him that. So your father had an idea that Palooka must have been visited by Snackley at some point. So mm. that's the first time. But that in, instead information of is brought up. It being a surprise at the end and both of them being named Felix for some stupid reason. <laughs> yeah. This is how it comes up where like yeah, little setup. he had heard little that from a government agent who had given him that information, yeah. made it to Mrs. Hardy, Mrs. Hardy to the boys, and now the boys can be like, oh, okay, smugglers, Palooka Place, mm. this makes sense to go here. Uh, promise me you won't go alone. Uh, get some of the boys to go with you. So that stayed the same of Mrs. Hardy's like, okay, you boys go get those smugglers that yeah. kidnapped our father. Um. So, we're about to start chapter eleven, the cap on the peg. We're oh. going to move pretty quickly here, but I think it's a good time to take a break and maybe hear a new ad. Ooh, I like that. Our last ad was five and a half minutes <laughs> long, and I realized that that's probably too much. That's excessive. Yeah. So, I think before uh, before we leave here tonight we should re-record the ad a little bit
0: more efficiently so that our
1: listeners don't have to listen to a five-minute ad. ad. Yeah, or we Uh,
0: just replay the same five-minute ad. The requirement...
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah, we could talk about doing this and then not do it. Yeah. The requirement is it has to be at least 30 seconds. It doesn't say anything about... It can't be longer than ten minutes, and I think that's what I was going for earlier. So
0: uh, we'll be right back. We'll after tell this the break. ad as in a, as in a Bill Jones sort of, not Bill Jones, as in a, a Sam Bates, sort Sam of Bates, Bates sort of way. Yeah, David, I'm a truck driver. See, <laughs> yeah. oh, the best chapter. I feel like ever. I'm
1: gonna do that, like just to get everyone's attention. But hang, on, hang on. Hang on. guys, <laughs> I'm a truck driver. See, <laughs> okay and hang on <laughs> i'm at tr- and with that the boys took a break and we're back and we're back what an ad what a terrific ad oh my gosh such a great ad you know what we didn't do in that break record an ad uh not only did we not record an ad we didn't look up any of the things oh yeah that we said we were going to look
0: up well we could lie about it we could confidently lie that's what i did the first time around oh yeah That worked out great. Yeah. Yeah. So we we looked at the fact
1: checkers. And I was right. Uh, Chapter 11 (laughs) The Cap on the Peg. Oh, yeah. Gonna get some blood stains, baby. I wanted to, and I didn't, go back to the rewrite and sort of see when the hat thing came up.
0: Mm Because I want
1: to say that, like, Sam Bates said something about his hat, and then they were, like, looking for his hat for some reason. The Whole time, it wasn't like
0: they just saw a hat and then they were like, Hey, no, the hat was introduced. Yeah, they asked, Was he wearing a brown cap? Yeah, so no longer a brown cap, it's a gray cap. Okay, this yeah, gray yeah, suit, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, gray cap's way better than brown cap, yeah,
1: but but I'm, I'm getting ahead of ourselves. Um, so they're going, those butt
0: stains are just gonna pop,
1: yeah, 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 off that gray a lot more off than the gray. brown. Yeah. So, uh a lot harder to wash them out and wear it. <laughs> so this time, the there's six of them. I don't remember if all six were there last time, no. but they got uh, Chet, Biff, Phil Cohen, and Tony Preto So Preto came in a lot boys. earlier. Preto comes in a lot earlier. And Chet doesn't join them in a little bit. When they go out on the boat,
0: it's just really? Tony and the boys. Yeah. But I get a That's of them. upsetting.
1: Um, so they're like... They take the motorcycles, uh, and but we. I get this line: each realized that this was not a pleasure outing, but a serious mission, and each recognized the importance of it. And I like that. This, yeah, this is back to that. Like the boys are a little bit more boys being business. It's yeah. business time. We're looking for looking for somebody's dad who's been yeah. kidnapped. Um, as for uh, so Chet and Biff, they knew uh, would not be easily frightened on this occasion. And as for Phil and Tony, they were noted at school for their fearless, at times even reckless, Ooh, dispositions. You're reckless. Um, that was as close as we get to... Like, Any Italian racism? Yeah. Okay. Um, and here, here's the horse line. So they're talking about <laughs> Felix Palooka, and they're like, man, it was an ideal place for murder. When Felix Palooka lived there, I doubt if he had more than two or three visitors a year. Well, how did he get his food and supplies? He used to drive into the city about once a week in a ratty old buggy with a horse that must have come out of the ark. <laughs> <Yeah>. Buzzinga. <laughs> That's,
0: That's good, salad. dude. That is. Who said that? Uh, is that a chat line?
1: Duh, duh, duh. Hard to say, remarked Phil. Yeah, they're all just sort of talking. Oh, uh, dude,
0: that is good comedy. Uh, yeah the horse that came out of the ark. Good for you boys. Good for you. Yeah. So then they go
1: up, they do the same whole thing where they're hiding their, uh, their motorcycles and they walk up, they hide in the grass, they whistle and they come out and all this oh, stuff. Yeah. And they, they see these people, um, or they're, they're getting to the gate. And, uh, says, so everything is now fixed and the grass is cut. Just like in the rewrite, we're like, Whoa, when this place just abandoned a couple of mm-hmm. days ago, um, but the detail I liked was the gate, which had been hanging by one hinge, had been fixed, and the grass along the pathway had been trimmed. But the gate, which had been hanging by one hinge, was the gate that they kicked down. <laughs> <when> <laughs> they came in. That's right. The gate, which wasn't broken before the boys <laughs> broke it. Um,
0: I imagine when they opened it this time, he kicked it again. Got that hinge back. Yeah. Take, that, take that gate down again.
1: Fix this. <laughs> don't like gates. Uh, and the only other thing I, I underlined as they were approaching the house was uh, they had arrived on a scene of domestic peace and comfort, mm. which was rewritten to a line that I had paused on, which was, it was a scene of domestic tranquility.
0: Oh, that's right. Like, oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. So that
1: was a rewrite.
0: Look at that. Nice memory, the dude. First,
1: it's the first good thing that, that the, the rewrite done. Like, oh, well, it's actually they have added
0: our favorite characters.
1: But, yeah, and they took out the N-word. So, oh, yeah, there, that's all. Yeah. There have been contributions <laughs> <laughs> to the books made by the rewrite. Um, so th- then they, they meet these people. She was hard faced and tight lipped with gaunt features. That's the same. Um, and then there's another guy, short with thin, close cropped hair, and was in need of a shave.
0: His complexion was swarthy.
1: Yes. And he had narrow eyes under coarse black brows.
0: I like that. I like the narrow eyes. He's like a Clint Eastwood dude.
1: His manner was far from polite as he arrived upon the boys. Uh, and then uh, this this I just thought was a, was a cute little sentence. Maya, please don't lick David's <laughs> face because he won't stop you. I like it. Uh, dog. So then a, another man comes out of the kitchen, stood on the steps. He was stout and red-haired and had a thick mustache. He stood Ooh. there in his shirt sleeves.
0: <laughs> Wait, what?
1: I'm sorry. As he stood there in his shirt sleeves, he glared pug- pugnaciously at the sextet. Oh, okay. Just a great sentence.
0: Pugnaciously? Pugnaciously at the sextet. Uh, so I already know what that means. I just, I have that expression in my head of what pugnaciously is. What does is. pugnacious mean? It, like the face of a pug. It's Big, <laughs> bulging eyes. You know, and you just get that. Struggling really to breathe. Lo- <laughs> <laughs> it's just a hilariously bug-eyed, goofy looking gaze. Okay. say the name. What what is it? Pug pugnaciously. Pugnaciously. I gotta write that down in my awesome words. Yeah, you write that. So
1: uh, as they're finishing up, they're like, you know... Oh, what's uh, the shirt mean? Have you seen... It's, it's in his shirt sleeves he's standing there? It said, "It says, as he stood there in his shirt sleeves, he glared pugnaciously at the sextet. Which I think is a strange way of being like, as he stood there wearing a shirt that had sleeves. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's unique at the time. I don't know if shirt sleeves are different than a shirt.
0: Well, I imagine he's standing in the sleeves. Like, he cut off his shirt <laughs> sleeves and he's, he's just standing, standing in them. them. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Witness my pugnacious stare. So like, what what are you doing here?
1: And it's the same thing of like, oh, we're looking for a man who's disappeared from Bayport. What makes you think he might be around here? He was last seen in this neighborhood. What's his name? Hardy. What does he look like? Tall and dark. He was wearing a gray suit and a gray cap.
0: Why they changed
1: to brown suit and brown cap? Yeah, don't know. What are with
0: these these changes? Like that. That's one of those things. Like.
1: Like, if you're going to add Pretzel Pete, like, maybe that's like a joke between you and your friends yeah. and, you know, all this stuff. Or maybe you're super hot on pretzels and you want to toast it in. But, like, ugh, gray suit, no. What? He's going to have a brown suit. Yeah. I mean, that, imagine That's one of the things that need to be fake. We need he, to do two if things he things soils to
0: himself and he's wearing a gray suit... Everyone's yeah. going to see it. But two things have bothered me about this book. The N-word and the gray suit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've just got to fix it's those gotta two go. things. The gray suit has
0: got to those go. Those are my two
1: must-haves.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, there there is a thing. When people do like rewrites within scripts, um, they change the dumbest thing. They'll change characters' names, and it's the easiest things to prove to people that they did work to where um, – your producer or yeah. your production company will pick it up and am like, oh, yeah, this looks different. This doesn't sound right. Or, you know, this doesn't look the same. This doesn't look the same. So they change really dumb things to, to take credit to take away from credit. people. Yes. Fun. So I imagine the industry worked the same exact way. And that's what these writers are doing is like, yeah, we're going to change some names, we'll change some colors, and we'll add some stupid characters. Yeah. And maybe. Uh... Oh, and completely butcher. Uh, the phenomenal writing of uh, the beginning of this book.
1: Yeah. Uh, maybe bring back some old friends.
0: Um, <laughs> oh, God, you son of a beast. So chapter
1: 12, pointed questions. Um, so he sees the, the cap on the peg at the end of the last chapter. Okay. Um, and then Joe sees it, right? Uh, Frank sees it, and he thinks quickly, I must ascertain the truth. Um, I'm very thirsty, he said quickly. Do you mind if I have a drink? This is nice. the same. Um Everyone looked uh, looked impatient, but they could not refuse such an innocent and reasonable request. Come into the kitchen," said redhead grudgingly. "They're calling him redhead," said said the redhead, and then they start calling him redhead. Oh, instead of the other book, it was just red. Yeah. yeah, like that became his name. But then we we do get shortly like, okay, Klein, don't you know what? So Klein gets named still, and it's still Klein. Yeah. Um. So come into the kitchen," said redhead grudgingly. This is just what Frank wanted. He followed the man into the kitchen of the Palooka place. Redhead pointed to a water tap. A dipper was hanging from a nail nearby. Ooh. This is a dipper. I did highlight this 100% thinking that it said diaper. <laughs> I'm like, why is a diaper hanging from a nail nearby? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. And I'm like, is he going
0: to I like look is at he that gonna soak
1: the diaper <laughs> in... Well. A diaper is just a piece of cloth, okay. and, and it also made me think when I was thinking diaper. Like later, there was a thing with Malloy had a white cloth that he got choked out with. <laughs> it's like that's this diaper on it's the nail the
0: setup of the diaper.
1: Yeah, yeah. But I didn't make it that far, and it says dipper, not diaper. <laughs> um, so in a daze, Frank turned on the water and filled the dipper and drank. Uh, but so he sees the cap, <laughs> same thing. Then the cap is gone, and then. They leave, they regroup, same way, and they're like, hey, I want to go back and ask about this cap. The difference is, so this chapter in the rewrite was called A Plan of Attack. Yeah. And their plan of attack was they saw the cap in there, like Frank got the water, and then the only other thing that happens is they come out and they're like, hey, let's go confront them.
0: Mm.
1: And then they confront them. And then it's the end of the chapter. Yeah. So, like, the plan let's of attack their hands. was like, let's talk to them. And that, like, we made fun of that being the plan. Yeah. Well, this is all in the chapter pointed questions. And we do this whole thing where, you know, then they go back and say, you know, they're going to confront him. And that that's all the same. Um, but then we're gone. And plan of attack is another chapter, it's the next chapter.
0: Oh. About
1: their actual plan of attack, yeah, right, which seems like a weird, weird thing that they did with the names of chapters. Um, we get one more glimpse of death here, a little closer.
0: <laughs> oh, hell yeah!
1: Um, so, uh, so we can't let them get away with this. I'll say we can't. Agreed, Chet. Let's go back. I was going to argue it out right there and then, but I thought it'd be better to tell the rest of you first,
0: so that you'd know what it was all about. Frank explained. He may have been. Joe left the sentence unfinished. He may have been murdered, said Frank firmly. And we're going to find out about it. This is the first. Like, yeah,
1: there's a lot of talk in the murder. rewrite. It was all like, "Oh, I'm sure Dad's fine." Like, we, we've got to go rescue Dad. It was yeah. never. Maybe he was murdered. Let's yeah. find out more. Dad could be dead right now. Join us for the adventure, won't you? <laughs> Um, so yeah, then they, uh, they, they do the whole thing of like, you know, I found the cap on the street. There was nothing in the original here about I was going to wash it and wear it. It was just like, I found <laughs> it in the street. Um, yeah, it's, it's my cap and you know, I found it a couple of days ago and then they take the cap and they're like, we're going to go take this to the police. Oh yeah. Which is the same. And in the f- because one of the chapter arts was me because the boys bring the bloody hat to oh, the police. Oh, to the police! No, I don't remember the police that are like, actually, you need to go talk to Captain Ryder of the state troopers. Yeah, because it's jurisdiction, of the, the jurisdiction. Yeah. Um. So instead of that, oh, I know where we're going. Chapter eighteen, plan of attack. Uh. Sorry, Smurf. sorry, sorry. Chapter Smurf. thirteen. Smurf. Excuse me. Smurf. Smurf. Smart. Plan of attack. Uh, we ought to turn it over to Chief Colleague, suggested Phil. Yes. Now I'm going to read a bunch of this here, yeah. Because this is that classic stuff of like absolute dissent for the police force, and like why it had to be rewritten in the 50s when everyone was Dudley Do Right, yeah, with the publicity. The boys looked at one another doubtfully. Chief of Police Colleague was a fat, <laughs> pompous official who had never been blessed by a super abundance of brains. Oh, my God. I love it. His chief satellite and aide-de-camp yes. was Oscar Smough, Yes, a detective of the Bayport Police Force. As Chet was fond of remarking, if you put both of their brains together, you'd have enough for a half-wit. <laughs> I
0: thought there was going to be a line about a horse, but okay, I like the half-wit. Yeah, but this is just to say, like,
1: openly ridiculing police. Yeah. In the 20s, this seemed fine that the boys were like, hey, chief of police and the detective are idiots. And in yeah. fact, we always say this thing <laughs> about how dumb they are. Uh, so they're like, you know, it probably won't do much good, but it wouldn't do any harm e- either. Um, chief colleague might be able to go up to the place, Palooka Place or and, Place and scare them a little bit by at least showing up. Yeah. Um, so the boys, therefore... Troops down to the police station, and after stating their business to the desk sergeant, were admitted to the chief's private office. They found Chief Colleague and Detective Smuff deep in a game of checkers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Not even chess. They really are half-wits. Yeah. <laughs> uh, And there's, there's a little thing here. <laughs> you guys are sure you're playing checkers? Because it looks a lot like Tic-Tac-Toe. It's your move,
1: Smuff, said the chief. Oh, no. <laughs> said the chief. What is it, boys? He demanded, looking up. Frank, producing the blood-stained cap, explained how and where it had been found. Smuff, in the meantime, snatched his scratched his head diligently for a while and then captured one of his opponent's kings. <laughs> and this is one of those things where... Now, I don't know a ton about checkers, but I think it's pretty hard to have a king captured. Like, if you're in a position where your king could be captured, you can just go ahead... And, and jump that king, like yeah, yeah that's the, that. Like you can go in any direction because you've been king. Yeah, this <laughs> is just how bad colleague is at checkers. <laughs> that is uh
0: that his king was. He just doesn't know taken. the powers of the king. He just knows he could stack two pieces.
1: <laughs> I just like that it's taller. <laughs> um, I'm bigger than you. So it's Fenton, Hardy, Fenton Hardy's cap, eh? And they sort of like, you know, what? What do you want me to do? We'll help us find him. The chief regarded them benevolently. Maybe he'll show up in a day or two. They like this accent. This is the second time Sam Bates was the first, and Chief Colleague was the uh, the next. Where they say maybe,
0: but it's M E B B E. Maybe, maybe, maybe he'll show up in a day or so. <laughs> maybe I will. Maybe I will <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, maybe, maybe.
1: Uh, He's been missing long enough already, protested Joe. We want you to go up to the Palooka Place and question those people. They know more about the affair than they care to tell. The Palooka Place? exclaimed the chief, pursing his lips. (laughs) Well, well, uh... With dashes. Well, well, you you see, uh, it ain't in city limits. But Fenton Hardy is a Bayport citizen. What do you think about it, Smuff? Just a minute, it's my move. (laughs) Smuff meditated over the checkerboard for a while. "'Made his move, then looked up judicially. "'To tell you the truth, chief,' he said, "'I think we'd be just as well staying away from that Palooka place. "'There's been queer stories about it.' "'That's what I think,' agreed the chief. "'Do you mean to say you won't help us look for him?' exclaimed Frank. "'Oh, we'll keep our eyes open,' the chief promised. "'But he'll show up, all right. He'll he'll show up. Don't worry.' He'll never show up if we wait for the Bayport Police Department to get into action, Ooh, sick declared Chet warmly. Is that so? said Chief Colleague, nettled. Of course, Chief, said Frank smoothly. If you're afraid to go up to the Palooka place just because it's supposed to be haunted, don't bother. We can tell the newspapers that we believe our father has been met with foul play and that you won't bother to look at the matter. But don't let us disturb you at all. What's, what's,
0: what's, yeah, whoa, what's hey. that about the
1: newspaper, demanded the chief, getting up from his chair so suddenly that he upset the checkerboard <laughs> over Smuff's lap. I don't, don't let this get into the papers. The chief was constantly afraid of publicity, unless it was of the most favorable nature. Yes. The taxpayers mightn't like it, suggested Joe. They pay you to enforce the law, and if they know you're afraid to go up to the Palooka Place, and now, now, (laughs) said the chief nervously, who would say anything about, who said anything about being afraid of Palooka Place? Can't you take a joke? Of course, I'll go up and investigate this, uh, or or at least I'll send Smuff up. Oh, throwing Smuff under the horse. who, Who, me? Demanded Smuff in alarm. Smuff and me, we'll go together. You say, Smuff and me, Smuff and me. Smuff and me is an awesome name. Smuff and me, we'll go <laughs> up together. I'm doggone sure I won't go up alone. Declared Smuff. So, uh, as long as we, uh, well, as long as we're sure you're investigate uh, investigated, we won't say anything to the newspapers. So they go the next day. They go up there, and they uh, come back. And the kids asked, like, well. And uh, real nice people they were, (laughs) uh, said Chief Cog. The man said he found the cap on the road. And why should he tell a lie about it? (laughs) So Smuff and me,
0: we came away. Yes, agreed Smuff profoundly. We came away. (laughs) Flash cut to them. And they're just playing checkers on the front yard. (laughs) Uh, But yes, we came away in a hurry.
1: Suggested Joe sarcastically, Ooh. but this is the vibe. Like yeah. this is a fifteen-year-old making sarcastic comments to the chief of police Very for realistic. being bad at his job.
0: That's how I would talk to cops as a fifteen-year-old too. Oh,
1: I would never do that as a fifteen-year-old oh. or now. Yeah, well, not uh, now, obviously.
0: Yeah, you could. I'm you a get grown a man. Well, kind of. You're reading children's
1: books with me, and I'm wearing a matching <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hoodie and shorts. <laughs> Uh but so um uh, I love that is is this the last of Smuff? So in my reading, this is the last of Smuff. So this is a whole little thing uh let's see here. So they they explain like you know, they had they had gone up there, they were uncomfortable. Um and then the the boys leave, but they they were not satisfied. So they're starting to say like there has to be some connection between the smuggling and the house on the cliff. Uh, and Snackley is mixed up in all this, I'm sure. Didn't Mother say he was related to Felix Palooka? And then isn't it likely that he inherited uh, the farm after Palooka died? So they're starting to piece these things together on their own instead of it all being handed to them. Yeah. There's no Pretzel Pete. There's no Pretzel Pete telling yeah. them, go look at this house and find a piece of a towel. Yeah, that and the setting up ten pretzels. Is, Yeah yeah and don't stuff your pockets full of this stuff um so lastly they uh they're talking about uh, oh like so with the smugglers being in pilot Place um when they were chasing them away from the cane farmhouse. Uh, Joe's is like, you mean they turned in at Palooka Place? They're starting to figure out like, oh, they didn't go all the way down the road. They just turned in at Palooka Place. Yeah. Why not? Probably Jones is hidden there right now. That is. Ooh. If they haven't killed him.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was
1: <laughs> He added hesitatingly. I
0: feel like that's what we were saying the entire time in reading the original. Yeah. Or not the original, but uh, the, the, rewrite. the rewrite of like, yes, if he's not dead already. Yeah, which he probably is. I'm so happy is. these boys are
1: speaking yeah, the truth. the boys see it too.
0: Um. So chapter
1: 14, private property. Uh, they get the, uh, the boat. Your father lets you have the boat all right. Uh, you bet. I told him it was to help find your father. Uh, this is Tony Prito. Yeah. yeah. So he said, like you know, I'll, I'll get the boat for my dad. Is it
0: still the Napoli?
1: Yeah. Um, you bet. I told him it was to help you find your father, and he was almost going to quit work and come along with us. Two boys got into the uh, the boys got into the motorboat, which was a rangy, powerful craft with graceful lines, and the engine mm-hmm. was soon roaring. Mm-hmm. The boat, which was called the Napoli, yes, in honor of Mister Prito's birthplace in Italy. Moved slowly out into the waters of the bay and gathered speed, so we get that little it's not just an Italian name, it's where Tony's family hails from. yeah, I like that, yeah um so in the in the rewrite, there's this whole scene where like they hit a log and Tony gets in the water and like gets the log out and the line out of the prop. yeah, I told that whole story about my friend Chris jumping in the water, <laughs> yeah. and coming up, same thing. <laughs> Doesn't happen. uh in fact, shouldn't. In fact, the, so there there is a scene shortly thereafter that was the same of, like, the rocks, and he's, like, swerving and speeding up, um, and it seemed impossible that they could run the gauntlet of these rocks without tearing the bottom of the craft, but Tony's stearmanship was marvelous.
0: Ooh, yeah. Yeah. That's what I like to hear. I also, I feel like everything on the boat was added, all the, di- like, dilemmas they faced, the log, and I think the uh, light bulb going out was added. We're not to that part yet. Yeah.
1: But I can promise you it isn't because oh. Chet's not in the boat. That happened when Chet oh, and Tony right. were on their way back to, yeah. to Bayport. And this is Tony's flying solo. But we may have some other adventures. Oh, Stand I by. can't wait. So they find the... the slit in the cliff the same way they describe it a lot better where there's there's a gap that you can only see uh, at a like you can only angle. see for a few yards because of how narrow it is where it just looks like solid rock yeah um but as they go by they could see into it and it gets wider when you get in there then they they go in and they explain how you can see the gray sky up above <sighs> um
0: so it's it's more of a clearing it, it's much... it's what I imagined in my head until I read the book and got confused. Exactly.
1: Yeah, it's what it should be, and it's well written. <sighs> and I think the mistake that could be made here is if you're reading this, this original, tasked with rewriting it, mm-hmm. your art, you have all these images in your head, and if you change some things, you maybe don't stop to say like, "Well, what does it look like?" Because you've already pictured it. Yeah. Like if you've been talking about this red bus the whole time, and then all of a sudden you're like. And the bus had a broken wheel. And that's like what you talk about the bus. You know it's red because that's what you've been talking about all along. Mm. But when you rewrite it, you screw over your readers because you're a bad author. Yeah. <laughs> so they, they go into this clearing. Yeah. And after a minute, they see a guy. Uh, short arms? No. Whoa. He was very tall. Uh, standing among the thickets at the base of the steepest slope was a man. He was very tall and wore a black felt hat, the wide brim of which obscured the upper part of his face. Oh, I like this. His countenance was tanned and weather-beaten. His that's lips worthy. were thin and cruel. I think that's another way of it. another way of swarthy.
0: I like it, though.
1: He wore a short black jacket, and he stood with his hands Plunged into the side pockets, and his feet spread wide apart in the manner of a seaman,
0: <laughs>
1: and that I think was oh, <laughs> I didn't, I honestly didn't until, <laughs> until <laughs> your laugh. Uh but as a sailor, if <laughs> if this is somebody who's part of a maritime smuggling routine, yeah, uh, I like that he's standing as a sailor would. Yeah, I did too. Um. This was also, it says his hands plunged inot, I-N-O-T, the side pockets. Hmm. And that, I'm pretty sure, is a typo that's supposed to be in two. In, yeah, I don't doubt that. But so they, they, they look at this dude, and he's like, leave this place. Ooh. And they throttle down the engine, and they're like, we're not doing any harm. Leave now. Do not land here. Ooh. Uh, Why? You don't have to ask why. This is private property. You can't land here. You'd better leave at once. Why don't
0: you take that next little orange paragraph there? Oh, my God. The boys hesitated, as though to emphasize his commands. The man in the black hat reached suddenly into his pocket and whipped out a wicked-looking revolver. Then he folded his arms, tapping the barrel of the revolver, against one shoulder very deliberately so that got rewritten as he gestured significantly toward a revolver yeah and that's
1: what led to this whole short arms thing
0: swarthy man pulled first
1: yeah this he he's straight drawing that gun and tapping it on his shoulder (laughs) they gave him
0: a clint eastwood vibe too and i'm loving this
1: and uh so turn that boat around and get out of here he snapped don't come back don't ever come back don't ever try to land here. This is private property. Ooh. That's the name of the chapter. Nice. If you ever do land here, <laughs> yeah. you'll be shot.
0: Woohoo, child. Kids. Darn.
1: I'm a truck driver, see. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so so they they leave. And there's the goodbye," shouted Joe cheerfully. So that's the same. Um, but then, like, man, what a wicked-looking customer he was! I expected to see him start popping at us with that gun <laughs> yeah. before we got out. Pop, pop. Yeah, I don't want to run into him again," Joe declared. He sure gave us our orders, and he meant them too. <laughs> I wonder What's with who you he... in orders? I wonder who he is," said Tony. Do you think, fellows? Shouted Frank, "Do you think it could have been Snackly?" So, that's a great guess. Yeah. In the rewrite, it's like I'm pretty sure that was snacking. I'm Sure of it.
0: Yeah. Like, I think that's Snap Like there was no. This is this is the right way of thinking. Yeah. Of well, like, they hey, okay. So now they know that uh, Snackly is quite possibly related to Palooka. Palooka was of Italian descent, so he would have been darker-skinned. They see a man with swarthy skin. Makes sense. Deductive reasoning. So even more so,
1: this whole uh, next—so we're into chapter 16. Uh, This is my second-to-last chapter called Smugglers. Ooh. The thought struck
0: Frank Hardy like a thunderbolt. Here, take the the first three paragraphs out of that line next to you. The thought struck Frank Hardy like a thunderbolt. The appearance of the stranger had been so sinister. He was so evidently a lawless and desperate man who was accustomed to being obeyed, and his presence in this place indicated too clearly that he had some connection with the house on the cliff. That's Frank's deduction. That that Frank's deduction seemed quite logical. Snackley, exclaimed Joe. It must be him the head of the smugglers i've never seen a picture of snackley and i've never heard of i've never heard him described said joe but that fella looks just as i had pictured snackley would look he's a leader of some kind you can tell that by his manner put in it, tony prido yeah so
1: it's not just out of context, completely. Like I think that's Snapman, like this yeah, man, this man had but, authority. But they're starting to be like, yeah, look at how he talked to us. Like he clearly yeah. has a connection to the place and some ownership of it. Yeah, oh, yeah, the stance There's of a, a semen. lot of things pointing this. Yeah, he he looks like semen. He's he's, <laughs> he's a part of this place. He might be Snackman, um, Snackly. Excuse me, Snapman, <laughs> and Snackly,
0: Snackly, Snapman, Snapman. Um, the third. So
1: they. They get the boat out of, yeah. of the little cave, and then they're starting to like cruise back and forth. But uh, on their way out, like there's all these rocks in the way. And again, he's sort of having to navigate these rocks. And it's scaring them. Uh, man, uh, it's pretty dangerous close to that cliff. You leave it to me, came from their schoolmate. Yeah, Prudhoe. I know old. how to handle this boat. It was true. Tony did know how to handle the motorboat. Yet several times, they came (laughs) perilously close to the rocks, over which the waves were dashing. In fact, Mm. once there came a slight bump, followed by a grating sound, which made the hearts of all the boys leap into their mouths. (sighs) Narrow squeak, that. (laughs) What? Admitted Tony. I guess I'd better keep out a little further, after all. Yeah, that's that second little part of the orange there. Narrow, narrow squeak, squeak. That.
0: That? Yeah. <laughs> narrow
1: squeak, comma, that. Admitted Tony. I didn't know that, <laughs> that was an admission. But narrow squeak. Narrow squeak, dude. Narrow squeak. Well, the thing is...
0: Meryl Streep and narrow squeak. Nice. The thing is... I'm a truck driver. See? <laughs> yeah, I was. Dude, I'm not going to lie. When Tony was driving the boat, I was hoping they said like, and then Tony turned around and it was Sam Jones. Or <laughs> Sam, <whatever>. Bates. <laughs> Sam Bates. I'm a truck driver, I'm see? a
1: truck driver, see?
0: <laughs> so same thing as the other
1: book where they're uh, like outside, just sort of parked there. They're idling. Yeah. The wind is blowing their, their sound another way and a motorboat and a rowboat. Come out Talk a little bit Motorboat heads out to sea yeah. Rowboat is chilling And before the rowboat Goes back into the cave They overhear a conversation Very similar to the rewrite Nice Except for one thing Ooh, Ooh, So they could not make out Complete sentences The wind would whisk Toward them A fragment of speech And then the rest of the words Would be drowned 300 pounds They heard a harsh voice saying And the rest of the sentence Was lost I don't know. It's risky. The wind died for a moment, and then through the gloom, the boys saw that the rowboat was heading directly in toward the face of the cliff. It was not many yards away, and it passed. And as it passed by, they heard the harsh voice again. Lee Chang's share, he was saying. No, we mustn't forget that. Lee well, I share. hope they get away all right. So, Lee Chang... Who is this? There's Lee been Chen. nothing about Ali Singh because we didn't have. That was introduced oh. by. Uh, yeah, Ali Singh was introduced by Pretzel Pete. Yeah. Um. So yeah, mm. the, I, I also underlined this from the conversation they heard. Like, yeah, we've got to do it. Uh, you can't be white livered in this game.
0: I like that. I'm not white livered in podcasting, David. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I wonder why so they completely changed ethnicity here in the rewrite from uh what seems like it could have been a either Japanese gentleman or a uh,
1: uh I believe Chinese. they they call it a, the author says something about Chinese okay. uh, specifically so um yes instead of the Indian, Indian. yeah uh they were huh. with
0: Lee Cheng I mean both uh, stereotypical names for yep. the uh ethnicity yeah, we understand. So kudos to the Hardys. Uh,
1: so the, sm- the smugglers in the rowboat go back up into the uh, into the little path. And they're like, hey, we need to follow them. And they're like, hey, these people have guns. They mm. probably outnumber us. And they like, you know, we've got to do it. Follow them right into the cove. And Tony demurred. And Tony says, count me out. He said, Whoa. I don't like that talk about being knocked on the head." They overheard one of the things saying, "Like, hey, we have to knock these people on the head. Yeah, if the if the boys come back, we'll knock them on the head." I don't like that talk about being knocked on the head. I may be foolish, but I'm not that foolish. Nice, says Tony. There are three of us. We don't know how many more of them there are, and they're grown men. Uh, they'd hear our motorboat coming. So this phase of the matter had not occurred to the Hardy Boys. But they saw that it was reasonable, Whoa. so I like that like they're saying yeah. like we didn't consider we're about to go into this cave and they're outnumbered, and they're huge, and you know all this stuff, um, so it would be risky entering everything, so they're saying like you know where would you even hide a boat because we were in there, and there's like no place, the rowboat came out of there, mm-hmm. and like maybe it was hidden and but where did all those men come from? It's like That's what we need to find out There must be some connection between that cove And the house on the cliff I'm going ashore Somebody's got to stay with the motorboat Said Tony I'm not afraid to go in there <laughs> <laughs> And if it comes to a dare I will go <laughs> He's Although to be I dared. don't want to be killed <laughs> <laughs> But we can't leave the boat here <laughs> That's for certain So they're like, why don't you uh, tell you, I'll tell you what to do, said Frank. Let Joe and me go ashore, and then we'll try to follow those men into the boat and see where they go. If we let them slip out of our hands somehow, we may lose them altogether. If we let them slip out of our hands now, we may lose them altogether. And shall I wait? No. You go back to Bayport and get help. Lots of it. The police? The federal men. Oh yeah. Tell them we're on the track of the smugglers. So I think that's the government authority, the yeah, feds. This just got which isn't the state troopers with Captain Ryder. This is just the federal men. Um Joe and I discover if Joe and I discover anything, we'll wait here uh at the entrance. And uh Wait, there was one other little thing. Oh, you was saying you could, uh, you could follow the men in the motorboat and see where they went. Yeah. But you should also just go back to Bayport and get help. Uh, Tony edged the boat in as close to the gloomy shore as he could, and then, with a whispered farewell, the Hardy Boys slipped over the side into the water.
0: No talk of being undressed? Denim no turbans. talk of being
1: undressed. No twine. <sighs> oh. No anything. Just boys in the water. Yeah. Uh, at this More urgency p- Yeah Yeah And in, in fact You're, you're right I, I underlined that In just a second I believe Um, So this is my last chapter That I covered Chapter 16 The secret passage Yes It was very dark I wish we had a light I have a flashlight In my pocket I <laughs> can't use it now The men may still be around Wouldn't the water spoil it? No I have it in a waterproof case. <laughs> yeah. How big are the boys pockets? This is unreasonable. I had a problem in the in the rewrites when we were reading them of like how do you have a flashlight in your pocket? That's yeah. way too big, but this flashlight is inside a waterproof <laughs> case.
0: Well, that's still smaller than 10 uh, delicious, salty rings.
1: That's true. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I guess without. I dare someone to go out without with normal a clothes pretzels. and fit 10 pretzels into their
1: <laughs> clothes. Without a dozen pretzels, there's room for a waterproof case.
0: Yeah. They
1: I wonder if that's why they, they rewrote got the pretzels. It. Well, also, they didn't need to be waterproof because they took off all their clothes before. Oh, that's right. The flashlight would have been tied to his head. Um. <laughs> And then, so, the boys are making their way along the rocks toward the the opening of the uh, little tunnel. And once, uh, Joe lost his footing and slipped into the water with a splash. Ooh, Joe. Instantly, both boys remained motionless, fearing fearing the sound had attracted the attention of the men in the cove.
0: I like that he's in the water, and it's saying he's not moving at all. Yeah, so, like... Does he slip and fall in, or he just... Like, like it's very
1: shallow, but they're up on the rocks, and, like, his foot slips in. Oh, uh, okay. But in the first, or in the rewrite, his foot slips in, and he pauses because he's thinking for a second that he broke his ankle. Oh, that's and right. And then he's like, I'm fine. But this, he <laughs> stopped because, ankle. like, they were like, oh, we just made noise. Hang on. Yeah. Okay, let's
0: move. And I don't know why they would have changed that. <laughs> well, what if he thinks he broke his ankle? Does he? No. But he could think that he did.
1: And that would be a good reason to pause instead
0: of like maybe not being discovered. Oh, hold on. I think it's broken. Nope. Nope, just a spider. What? It's a water spider. I saw it running over there.
1: <laughs> so then they start talking. Didn't you hear one of those men use a Chinese name? Yeah, he said something about Lee Chang's share. Lee Chang is probably the fellow who brings the dope to the coast. And then they bring the stuff into this cove by motorboat uh, and it's distributed from here. So... Hmm. Yeah, and then they start getting excited. $5,000 uh, reward g- if g- we lay our hands dollars. on them. Got $5,000. G- we got that. I referenced that the other a couple
0: episodes ago. Uh, the same quote or same movie you're saying? Same part. When did you get the CD play out? Oh, that's right. When we got the money. When we got the money. And so the, the
1: last few things I have here, uh, here they realized the dangerous part of the adventure began. <sighs> And I appreciate that I like realization, that. that admission of, yeah, because the okay, boys are dangerous. never
0: nervous about the danger in the rewrites. Yeah.
1: Um, so uh, I hope that the police come and they bring ba- and they come back with lights and guns. Who, the police? Don't worry. If they get word that Snackley is cornered, they'll send out a squad of militia. So they were not thinking of the smugglers alone they were thinking of their father yeah I like that so so they're good they're they're more thoughtful yes they understand there's money involved yeah but, but they're still worried about the concern of the yeah. safety of their father who could be murdered yeah and the reward was taken out in the rewrite and it all just became about, like, them being excited to catch a smuggler. There was nothing, oh, like, yeah, it that's... wasn't to turn them in or anything yeah. like that. It was
0: just about catching smugglers for dad. Yeah, even though it was dangerous and they wanted their telescope eyepiece back.
1: Yeah. So now I'm glad that, like, yeah, you can be excited about the $5,000 as you start this and Money's you're concerned about motivator. your dad. But in the rewrite, it was just, like, you're not as concerned about your dad and you're just excited to, like, die. To be Yeah, to make bad decisions. Yeah. To wet your pretzels. Um, so they're they're getting into the thickets in this place and it, this sentence I like again of for a while they did not know just what to do. Oh yeah. They're boys. <laughs> they're boys, they're <laughs> figuring it out. They're not trying to be anything they're not.
0: Well that's being a
1: detective. Um, figuring out what to do. So, and then this is that when they looked up they could see the gloomy grayness of the night sky above. I love so, that. So we got a better thing picture explains of this place so much better. Yeah. What's happening? Um so they're they're going around they're they're wading uh wading through the water. It's like it's not even up to their knee. And then at last over as they were approaching it was, and they're looking for the entrance and like where the rowboats are and stuff and they're like mm. man There's no place... You can't even have a boat in here. It's too shallow. So at last, however, as they were approaching a part of the cave, cove, which they had not visited before, Frank, who was in the lead, stumbled suddenly forward. His groping feet had failed to encounter bottom, and he had lost his balance. With great presence of mind, he kept the searchlight high in the air. He had stepped into a deep hole... And although he was up to his neck in water, oh, man. he kept his arm raised, keeping the flashlight free of the wetness.
0: Is it in the waterproof bag? Yeah. was uh, the case to carry it.
1: Waterproofing oh. at that time is also light proof. <laughs> and so the, you can't have the flashlight shine anywhere and be yeah. waterproof. Here, take this light, he gasped in a hoarse whisper. <laughs> This one okay, is so the no, obsessed says the horses. No, this no. one is two words, and it's horse. Like my voice is getting H O R or H O A R. Yeah. Um, so, what they discover is hey, the bottom is pretty level around here. It's funny that there would be a deep hole like that. Mm. Frank gave a sudden exclamation. I know how that came to be. There, he whispered, "That's a channel." See how close it is to the shore? The water shouldn't be so deep right here. Why should it be a channel? To let that motorboat get into shore, or the rowboat. They'd run around otherwise. They'd they'd run aground otherwise. Yeah. So they look, and yeah, sure enough, through this cave, there's like a deep channel. Oh, that's awesome. Through the middle of it, that's how the boats can get in and out, and they've been walking up on this ledge. Yeah. So... They follow this deep channel and that's how they come to this thicket and the deep channel oh goes God. through the thicket and they're like, that's where the boats go. And so they figure this all out yeah. by being smart mm-hmm. and doing deductive reasoning. And so they they caution, cautiously, they advanced into the bushes, which gave way protestingly before them. Ooh! So they make their way through the bushes. And uh and at last the bushes closed behind them and the Hardy Boys were standing in the entrance to a secret passage
0: pressed close against the rocky wall of the cave. That's a cliffhanger. That's a cave hanger. Yeah. That's a cave hanger. Good call. Yeah, I like it. I'm a I'm a good callsman. So that
1: was my third of the book. Yeah. Some notable differences with Fenton Hardy not being around for
0: some of the searches. One of the funniest scenes in the entire Hardy history. A good old Lem Billers type. A Lem Billers type, yeah. Um,
1: The fourth book, Peter, when he reached out, said there's a whole scene. uh, I'm going to ruin it. Yeah, go ahead. He said there's – because it's in the rewrite. I, I don't know if it'll, it will – I'm sure it won't be in the original – or in the rewrite. Yeah. Um, it's in the original. But he said there's a whole scene where, like, they're working out in the gymnasium and Chet's trying to prank them the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm looking forward oh, to that I rewrite. I
0: cannot wait. God, they're so good, the originals. Yeah, My except goodness. for the
1: blatant racism and use of the oh, N-word. Oh, well,
0: yeah. That, yeah, that happened this episode. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. it's It's – Something you want to forget about. I mean come on. There, it's it's one of those things where
1: there's there's so many things in these books where I forget that they like have no modern technology and like to have a flashlight, mm-hmm. like they're checking the ferry uh, station for did Fenton Hardy buy tickets and and checking the train station because that's how you get around and like I just cannot picture the twenties. Yeah. But also a part of that time is just rampant racism. Yes, it is. Which made its way into this book with all those other things. Yeah. Um, but the rewrites, noticeably less racist. Yes. Good. That's an improvement. Um, but, Butchered as far as writing goes. But, yeah, the the, the, the beats of this story are better beats. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I like how this has progressed. I like how the boys have spent more time alone uh, and with smaller groups. Well, the, there was a good
0: editor on this one uh, who helped with the beats. I think it was his name was Dre or something. I think it was the the beats were by Dre. Okay. That sounds familiar. (laughs) (laughs) Man. I was proud of that. You should be. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Should be. (laughs) That just got us another patron. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. Well, you know what I'm curious about? What are you curious about, David? I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> I'm not really curious about it. I'm trying to... Well, I kind of... I got something. I've been stewing up. I've been stewing this up.
1: Uh... What are you stewing up, David?
0: You know as okay, okay,
1: Oh, okay. I think I got I, I didn't know if you needed more time to stew. Well,
0: yes. Stew me for a second.
1: I was going to tell people... So we had such a good time with the live show, but we're going to change the format around for future live shows, and we just did our schedule for the next season right before we started recording and i think our big live show is going to be april 24th.
0: ooh nice. and
1: we are not going to do an actual podcast episode potentially. yeah. but rather make it a like hardy and sons variety show oh, showcasing yeah. a bunch of talent, maybe having like 10 20 minutes of hardy boys like maybe pick a scene or something from and the reenact book, it or
0: something. reenacted Yeah. Uh, highlight maybe the some famous of those Lem wonderful writing. scene. yeah. have some cardboard sets, who knows, we could get wild yeah we've done it before we've done it before and we'll do it again so that's what we've got to look forward to in the live show on the big side of things
1: but i'm trying to figure out a way where we can have some notes uh maybe we could just say it in a podcast episode of like we'll be recording on friday at you know xyz come join us if you want and these will be inconvenient times like uh, in inconvenient places, but we're going to do some live shows that are much, much smaller, yeah. than our big uh,
0: jamboree, and not publicly advertised. Yeah, we it's won't ask anyone. It. Maybe to we'll come. post something on our Patreon Patreon page one day. Oh, there you go, and all so no subscribers one sees it will separate. Yeah. That. <laughs> that's good. I don't think anyone even goes <laughs> to the good. page. Yeah, you shouldn't. There's no It'll reason be to go there. Our first post ever.
1: Yeah, in fact, don't go to the page because you may opt out of your <laughs> agreement to pay us.
0: So. Everyone stay away from Patreon. stay away from Patreon. Yeah. yeah. It's fine. Hey, I just got a new job. Oh, you did? David, what is your new job? Tell Uh, me about it. Well, my new job, I'm very lucky I get to listen to a lot of podcasts.
1: You get to listen to a lot of podcasts. That's your new job, David.
0: I'm a truck driver, see? (laughs) And I can't wait to listen to part three. (laughs) That's good. That's That's very good.